It's nothing like that. You sure? You'd say so if there was. Yes, I'm sure. There's no one else. Then what is it? I don't get it. He paused. Is it marriage? Or is it me that's the problem? Beverly shook her head. Julian had been nothing but sweet to her ever since they met at a party a year earlier, and she was crazy about him. He was loyal, trustworthy, dependable. Best of all, he cherished her. And he had the kind of good looks and charisma that crept up slowly and reeled you in before you knew what had taken hold of you. All that made for a solid, loving relationship and they had settled into a soothing rhythm together. Still, her sisters had no doubt felt the same way when they got hitched. And look at them now. Both of their marriages were crumbling. Beverly didn't want to go through the nuptials only to end up in divorce court. She knew the grim statistics, especially for African Americans. She had read that two-thirds of marriages among black couples ended in divorce, and she had every reason to believe it was true. She could see it all around her now with her sisters and friends, one divorce right after the other, whether they'd been married for two years or twenty. If those were the odds, why take a chance? She turned to face Julian to make her point. She wanted him to understand where she was coming from. I still love you, Julian. I still want to be with you. I'm just saying that we don't have to get married. If we're so happy now, why change things? Julian took her arms and tightened his grip as he looked down at her. Bev, listen to me. His brows wrinkled with anxiety as he peered into her face. You're panicking, and you're not making any sense. Almost a hundred people are coming tomorrow to see us get married. My family, your family, our friends. Thousands of dollars have been spent. She lowered her head. I know. I love you, and I want to get married tomorrow. Don't do this now. Don't mess us up like this. His voice was so sad it crushed her heart. But she knew she was right about this. And with time, Julian would come around to seeing things her way. Or maybe he wouldn't. Still, she couldn't get married just because she was afraid she might lose him. It was the wrong thing to do. She removed the diamond ring from her third finger left hand and reached for his palm. He stepped back, holding his hands up and refusing to accept it. So she placed it on the wooden table in front of the picture window. I'm so sorry, Julian, she whispered, but I can't go through with it. She reached out to soothe him, but he turned his back to her and signaled for her to let it go. She shoved her teddy into her overnight bag, slipped into her sandals, and ran out of the room and down the long corridor. It felt like she had just dived into the blackness of the Baltimore Harbor. 
Chapter 1 One Month Earlier Exactly four weeks before her wedding day, and Beverly couldn't believe how calm she felt. She stepped onto the carpeted platform at Vanessa's bridal boutique on a balmy Saturday afternoon in early June and was startled at what she saw staring back from the three-way mirror. A svelte but healthy-looking woman, thanks to recent workouts at the gym, appearing fabulous in a strapless, beaded, ivory-colored satin gown. The dress was feminine but not frilly. She couldn't stand frilliness. And youthful, but not too young. She was, after all, going to be a 39-year-old bride. It was a staggering transformation from her usual self, dressed casually in blue jeans or shorts, or a simple skirt and top for the office at the newspaper where she worked. At this